0: This is Matthew with the Jio Nation podcast. I am talking to you from a hotel lobby. The hotel's name is The Yak and Yeti, and it is in Kathmandu. Yep, I'm finally taking that step forward, that real movement into making uh, the climb on Mount Everest a reality from which... It has only been a dream. <laughs> and no more so has this been evident in the reactions of some of my friends. I, I posted a, uh, a a link on a, a social media platform called uh, WeChat saying a picture of Kathmandu, you know, Everest coming soon, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of like, what? Really? So soon? I mean, I had been talking about this for the last five years. It had to have come to fruition at one point in time or another. But anyways, it has been a long day of traveling, moving from place to place. uh, Starting in Ningbo, Um, the flight here started out of Shanghai, so... Uh, we, me and Annie being, we drove to Shanghai and then from Shanghai, we, uh, parted ways. Annie is now on her own and I'm on my own. Uh, we're still in contact of course, but, uh, it's, it's normal for me to have her at my side, especially when we're climbing mountains uh we we are uh, a team kind of when we climb mountains and i have been uh uh at a loss now uh, not having her by my side it's 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 interesting it's uh it's sad but it's also exciting because uh, this is epic you know everest is the the cherry on top of all this work that I've been investing over the last few years climbing. And Annie has been joining me, but now it's time for me to accomplish this goal on my own. So I left her in Shanghai and uh, flew from Shanghai to a city called Kunming, And uh, that was a really nice flight. Um, You can see the flight and and my trips actually on my latest vlog entry, which I'll Try to put out uh, uh, subsequently with with this at the same time. But uh, I arrived in Kunming, had a couple of hours resting there. Kunming is two thousand kilometers above sea level, so it was uh, it was a good taste of uh, of altitude. And it was funny because uh, I had been training and doing all this CrossFit, doing all this preparation and exercise in. Uh, in Ningbo, but Ningbo sea level, there's no way you can really uh, train for altitude, not at altitude, you know, you can train your body you can train your muscles, but there's only so much that you can do that supplements the true altitude, you know, if you can tell that I'm talking a little bit slower, it's because I've just had a couple of drinks with a friend and I've come back to the, to the uh, lobby. And uh, I haven't been drinking or smoking or anything for quite some time. And I had a couple of drinks with uh, my Sherpa friend and uh, oh, feeling very relaxed. You might be able to get that feeling through this podcast. Anyways, I knew I wanted to put one out today. So this is the mat you're going to get for this podcast. Slightly buzzed. I wouldn't even say I'm inebriated in any way just uh just relaxed so uh i went to kunming and on the flight to kunming there was a couple of americans one was a gentleman by the name of fred and his son uh, damien and he is taking his son to base camp damien is 12 and we got to talking and uh a really interesting kid he's he's living abroad with his dad and his dad has been living uh, in Shanghai for the last nine years. And the kids really, uh, uh, it was nice to talk to him. He's hes excited about going to base camp and uh, there's a certain vitality that kids that travel with their parents have that uh, I think you got a little taste of that if you listen to the podcast I recorded f- uh, three uh, issues ago, the moorings. You know, the, these kids are a little bit I don't know, more seasoned. I'm not saying that better. I'm not trying to say that if you don't travel, you're, not, you're, you're a lower class. But the, they do have a little bit more of an open mind to things and a little bit uh, more life experience in, in that realm of different cultures and different places, okay? <laughs> and so he and his son are going to uh, go to base camp and then turn around from there. So I found, out, I found that out in Kunming, and I was like, oh, so we're going to go on the same flight. And I said, what hotel are you staying at? And I said, I'm staying at the Yak and Yeti. And they said, oh, we're staying at the Yak and Yeti, too. Just, it's funny how sometimes little coincidences can reveal themselves. And I, I think I'll find a, a, little, a little story with these two, and, uh, which will be nice. And we'll add a little, little flavor to the trip. So, I arrived in Kathmandu um, this this afternoon and met with a Sherpa friend of mine named Suman. Suman is uh, is a guy that I'm going to invite on a future podcast. He's a uh, he has summited Mount Everest once. Um, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let him tell you about it, but he doesn't take it so seriously. He's, he's been watching my uh, progress with working out and everything, and he's like, he's, don't take it too seriously, you know. Don't worry. It's, it's okay. He's like, I was drinking and smoking, and I <laughs> I, went to, I took, to, took down Everest. Now, I'm not necessarily going to take his stance on things. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm healthy and in good shape, but it's kind of sobering to see somebody that uh, – You know, he's like, yeah, all my friends, when they heard that I was trying to go up Everest, they said, no way, you're the last person I think would make it. And he's like, I showed them. (laughs) It was kind of funny. So, you know, I think Everest is more about determination than anything, even more than physical ability. It's about just driving through and accomplishing the goal. So, um and and the uh, the the gentleman with his son that that was on the flight with me, he has climbed six of the seven summits, and uh, missing Everest. So Everest was the one that he hasn't uh, he hasn't climbed. So uh, strangely, <laughs> you know, I I'm going to accomplish that one that he hasn't, and he's accomplished six of the. Top mountains in the world, uh, minus everest, uh, so it was it was interesting, and what he was saying was the same that uh, it's not necessarily about um, obviously he says you need to be in good physical shape, but uh, it's not like K2 or a lot of those more technical climbs it's it's a steady body beating endeavor, and at the end of it you've you've stood on top of the world. And that's, that's what I'm planning to do. So Suman, he met me at the uh, airport, and he took me to the hotel. Uh, Suman climbed with me on Mushtaga. Uh, in, now, Mushitaga, if you haven't watched my, my video, is, is in the westernmost edge of China, bordering Pakistan and Afghanistan. Actually, you can see K2 from the summit of uh, Mushitaga, 7,500 plus meters, and uh, another similar to Everest Climb, a steady, you know, sort of back breaking, long driving uh, inclines in the snow. And uh, so. uh, when, when I climbed that, I was on a, on a team of mostly Chinese and, uh, mostly it was all Chinese. It was just me. It was the only foreigner on that, on that expedition. And, uh, what was interesting was the, that year Nepal had a, uh, had the, uh, earthquake and the avalanche and base camp was, uh, disturbed. The whole season on Everest kind of shut down. And all of these Sherpas were looking for business because they were depending on the income from climbing Everest. And a lot of them had lost friends. A lot of the guys that I climbed with at Mushtaga, the Sherpas there, they had lost a lot of friends, a lot of teammates. And uh, they were looking for work elsewhere. So they were going to you know, I wouldn't ordinarily have climbed Mushitaga, which is kind of an off-the-beaten-path climb with seasoned Nepalese, Everest-trained uh, Sherpas. But <laughs> uh, I was this time because they needed work, so they found the expedition that I was climbing on, and I ended up climbing with some of the most seasoned professional Sherpas uh today. Uh, Temba Sherpa, you know, uh, I met. he's, he's one of the, he's been on uh, up summited Everest 14 plus times. He is, uh, he was the youngest, uh, person to summit Everest, uh, back in the, back in the day. And that has since been broken by a 13 year old kid. But, but when he was 16, he was the youngest to ever conquer Everest. And, uh, um, many of the other uh sherpas on our on our team were up multiple times on everest and uh, leading teams and, and and really amazing group of guys and and some amazing stories you know of of love and loss and and triumph and uh really inspiring but uh, so so this time. I'm climbing with a separate expedition team. Uh, this, this expedition I found uh, through uh, Adventures Global, uh, I found it before I really even understood what Everest was. I knew that I wanted to train for Everest. I knew I wanted Everest. So what did I do? What was the first thing I did is I set out and I said, I'm going to find my expedition company. And then once I find my expedition company, I'm going to take steps so that I'm properly trained to climb Everest with that expedition company. It's kind of like a, um, like a motivational technique. Uh, You know, if you set a goal and you keep it like, um, you, you don't take those steps forward. You know, you got to take realistic steps in order to materialize a goal and make it um, tangible. Uh, if, if I was to talk to my buddies and say, yeah, I'm going to climb Everest and, and just talk about it and, and never take steps towards doing it it's just always going to be that story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right, Matt. You're all, you're going to climb Everest. But you know, the first step I did is I found an expedition company. I contacted all these different expedition companies and I said, I'm going to climb Everest. You know, what do I need to do to take these steps? And, and I, and I narrowed it down to this company, Adventures Global, which is a great company, mind you. But after I had found that company and that expedition I uh, I went and climbed Mushtaga in training for Everest. And when I climbed Mushtaga, I met like all these seasoned Nepalese Sherpas. And <laughs> it kind of elevated my status with regards to uh, the network of people that I know uh, that, that are going to be on Everest this year. So, le- just to put it into context, um, Adventures Global contracted a uh, Sherpa group, a group that's going to manage the actual climb. So so Adventures Global has a core group of seasoned climbers from around the world, a South African, a Canadian, different guys. They're the team leaders. Then they contract a local crew in Nepal of Sherpas and and locals that are going to help, you know, set up camp. You know, take us up the mountain, assist us if we need it, and so that's kind of how this is done. And so, uh, when the Nepalese crew leader contacted me and said, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be your team leader. I'm going to pick you up at the airport. I've got you a hotel." La da 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 da. I had to respond and be like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You know, Suman Sherpa is going to." Gonna pick me up, uh, and uh, hey, by the way, do you know uh, Tempa and uh, Pema and uh, all of these? I'm, you know, throwing out all these names, you know, of these like really professional Everest Everest Sherpas. and uh, so it's it's kind of funny, you know. Some people come to Everest from different parts, different you know, Akangawa or uh, Kilimanjaro and different places, and they don't know anybody, you know. Whereas I'm kind of coming in from a stance of of, hey, I have a really good lay of the land. I've got messages from a bunch of them that are like, hey, when you get to base camp, look me up. I'm going to be on the camp, you know, this side of the camp. Or if you're hungry, you come to our place. We'll, we'll feed you with some Chinese food. You know, i got some Chinese people that know me from the Mushtaga climate. I got a lot, a lot of support. And um, Suman and I were sitting down and talking about that uh, at the bar today. And he was saying, you know, the more than anything, it's the camaraderie and the people that make an expedition um, successful in the aspect of being a positive experience. You know, like if it, it can be no, you you can be no worse off than having a group of solemn, quiet, self-centered uh, climbers that are not associating with each other and being kind of stick in the muds. And if you do that, um, and you have that group, it can, it can drown, drown out your positive experience. And, uh, it was just interesting to talk about that. And, uh, I know that, uh, I guess one of our climbers is, is Australian. Another one is is South African. I think we have, like I said before, I think we have seven, Tomorrow uh Dawa, who is the is like I said, the the team leader of the of the Sherpa team, he is gonna meet me uh at ten o'clock tomorrow. And uh I told him I'd really wanted to just take out all my gear, show him what I had t- so that he can tell me what I might be missing, what I need to get, and uh and, and then I'll have Suman take me out and we'll we'll buy some gear. I, I need a I need a new harness. I need some new crampons, I need some good quality boots, some uh, some some things. So uh, he's going to help me uh, put put some of the pieces together and tell me what I do and do not need. Uh, so so that'll be really nice. But uh, I feel like I'm at a uh, I'm I'm in a really good place to climb Everest. I get a lot of support. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm in Kathmandu now, and I'm. F- I I was a little nervous because when when we got to Kunming, I think I was uh, a little anxious, and added that added a little bit to my lightheadedness. And when I got there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, just I'm feeling a little a little bit more um, altitude uh, 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 feelings than than I thought I should." But uh, now that I'm in Kathmandu and, and I'm sitting down and relaxing, uh, I feel really good. And, uh, spending 10 days here will be, uh, even, even better. And, uh, so in the next 10 days, I'm going to, uh, Suman wants to cook some food for me, like local Nepalese food. I'm going to exercise, work out, put out some videos. Um, those V logs I've been putting out have been a lot of fun. They, uh, really press me to be creative every day try to find something that is worthy. You know, when you're sharing your experiences with the world, you have a certain accountability for all of your actions. So I can't sit down and stare at a computer and look at news all day. I can't watch movies all day. I have to think to myself, what would somebody that's, that's you know, taking time out of their day to watch my journey, what would they want to see, you know? And You know, whether it's, you know, me trying to be a little bit uh, profound and say something interesting, like, like motivational wise or doing something unique or, or something funny, you know, Um, it's, it's kind of pressing you in a positive way to, to continue to do something interesting and fun. And not only that, but uh, it's, it's prompting me to use my gear and think like creatively as a per shot thing like oh this would be nice if i did this shot and this shot oh when i do it in the in the vlog tonight i can i can tweak this and tweak this and then i'm doing it every single day as a real skill sharpener uh because once you're once you're like really pounding out you know one video every day around 9 to 12 minutes that's a that's a lot of work last last night which is another reason why I'm a little slow right now. Last night I was, I was finishing the last vlog. It took me to like four o'clock in the morning till I was actually able to cl- close my eyes and sleep. And then I, my alarm woke me up shortly thereafter. So i have I'm kind of running on empty right now. But uh, I'm running on empty in Kathmandu, <laughs> and that's pretty damn cool. Anyways, this is going to be a short one. I don't want to drag it on. I just wanted to give you an update. I am in Kathmandu, Yak and Yeti, visiting with Sherpas and friends and uh, getting ready to uh, tackle the tallest mountain in the world. Just a little side note on my perceptions of Nepal so far. Uh, very arid. Very arid. Uh we were in Kasher and Mushtaga near Pakistan, uh, you know, on the on the west side of China, and that was dry. That was like uh Muslim area, very arid climate and uh dry. But Kathmandu is I asked Suman, I says, Is this how it is all the time? He says, No, but my first perception is it's it's like uh it's not hot. Like, actually, I'm very comfortable right now uh, as far as temperature goes, but it's very dry. Uh, the buildings are, are very simple and um, brick and mud built buildings, and uh, I don't, it would have been interesting to come here before the earthquake to see the before and after, because I know that there's probably been a lot of s- structures that have had some effects uh and 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 that aren't here anymore but uh it looked very sparse, like a few buildings here a few buildings here, especially from the from the plane but when we came in it uh we we came through like a really heavy smogish haze and uh I'm hoping it clears up I brought the drone I'd like to fly that around a little bit and uh you know just have a little fun with that anyways i'm going to i'm going to work on the next vlog entry i got another 3 or 4 hours working with that and uh i want to find some people i can talk to bring on to the uh podcast and talk a little bit about their adventures and uh, that's what you got to look forward to so take it easy and uh i will uh talk to you later oh and Wow, you guys have been really supportive of that podcast I did for Eva. That was a real uh, spontaneous thing, and uh, I, I I didn't think so many people were going to find it interesting to listen to. I thought that was going to be more of a private thing for me and Annie and Eva, and it seemed like uh, some people got a lot of emotional benefit from it. So I I, I appreciate that. That was that was actually a, a really nice thing to hear people. I appreciate it because I, I thought I was being a little goofy <laughs> and it was nice that people could see that I was being, you know, I was trying to be thoughtful and, and give Eva some words of wisdom while they while her dad is climbing. So anyways, this has been the Jayo Nation podcast. If you're interested in following my journey, you can go to jayoe.com, jayo.com or go to Facebook, uh, Jayo Life, J-A-Y-O-E-L-I-F-E. Short, sweet, ready to go. I'll talk to you later. Chao.